0: Big respect everybody this is reggae music forever from reggae talk podcast and I'm back at you Back at you with another topic. Those of you guys that usually follow my car talk. You already know what time it is Those of you guys who usually don't check out my stories You know, what I mean believe it, you've been missing out on a lot. Yeah, man. So pretty much I'm taking the stories to anchor Taking it to another level and this is where we are right now. So Pretty much the topic the topic on my mind right now. As a matter of fact, let's let's uh present a scenario. They say when plan A don't work, right? You gotta go to plan B and plan C and so forth. So case in point, if you're artist X and you've been doing a certain kind of music for X amount of years, right? For example, you've been you've been singing conscious music, conscious music or whatever, you know. You carve out a fan base and, you know, you're doing your thing and so forth. You know, you've been seeing incremental growth, so to speak. You know, your numbers on the YouTube or your numbers on on whatever streaming platform, you know, it's doing well. You know, you get your little bookings here and there and and so forth. But in yourself, within yourself, you're still not happy, you know. You're seeing other artists out there and they're they just came they came onto the scene You know years after you you've you've been out for, for X amount of years and they just came and they're experiencing you know big success and this is you here putting in the work I'm putting in the work You know what I mean and you said to yourself say yo you know Boy, I'm here tell I say, boy, my thing not really shoot like that. and You know? And you start weighing your options. You start thinking about different things you have to do to experience that success. Zane? And you watch the social media and you've seen all these different things. And no matter what you do, no matter what you do, it's like your numbers are still not shooting. You're not getting that, that well sought after hit song. And you know your you know your material is good. You're talented and you know your your fan base who you who you work so hard to to, to carve out you know them tell you every day oh tell us a DJ Artist you know say you know say you should have boss long time and then I wanna let you in on this and that certain DJs You know them tell us you're bad and them tell her this and them tell her that But they just don't play your music certain people they just they, they don't share your music on the social media. You know, they don't give you that push. Meanwhile, you got artist Y who just came onto the scene 6 months ago. You know? A year ago. And his numbers quadruple your numbers. Skyrocket. And all of the DJs and and you know, all the bloggers and social media people and he's getting a lot of you know the artist is getting a lot of coverage on everything on everything and you know within yourself that this artist this artist is not as talented as me this artist is not as talented as me and mind you it's not the first time since you've been you've been doing your your thing or whatever you, you cuz you know you already have x amount of years vested and it's not the first time an artist comes on the scene and, you know, they experience pretty much sudden success, you know. That artist will, will probably say that, you know, he's been putting in work for how many years and so forth. But to you, in your eyes, you know, they just arrive and they just experience the success. And you start, you know, you, you know you start reevaluating your situation. And you ask it to yourself, say, boy, I want to tell us say coming like say I me have to start seeing some slackness I'm going to go start seeing some some badness or some certain kind of rudeness or something like that right and you just take like a 360 turn or you you know whatever you however you want to phrase it and you start seeing some badness you start seeing some slackness right so tell me something now Again, if Plan A don't work, go to Plan B and Plan C. So you say, all right, you know what? I'm gonna put this the, the, the um the conscious music to the side, and I'm, I'm and I'm gonna start singing some some badness. Now, tell me something. Now, what about that fan base? What about that fan base that you worked so hard to carve out? You've been putting in the work for all these years. And because you see a certain kind of uh, content or a certain kind of style or whatever trends you're looking at, you see that is working. Zine, you start going down that lean because you say, oh, that is what's working. And pretty much you neglect your original fan base. Right? And you tell them, say, yo, listen, this is what's working. And, you know, as an artist, I need to exercise my my uh, creative side or, you know, like, you know, artists usually say they don't want to be boxed in and so forth and so forth. Right. So. What do you how do you think your fans, your diehard fans should respond to you? You know the reason the reason why the reason why I'm bringing up this scenario peeps is because I see this I see this happen a lot in Oregon dance our world you know what I'm saying the artists them for whatever reason for whatever reason they don't stay the course you know oftentimes they don't stay the course and they look at other people relative success and I think that kind of like dampened their spirit and they try a different lane. You know. I can't forget forget many years ago, natural blocks. You know the far from reality singer. Natural Blocks had his career. You know what I mean? Roots artists and thing and thing, conscious. And natural blocks say, yo, he going to start singing slackness and badness. Because he needs to feed his family. That's what that was working. That's what was working at the time. And Natural Blocks started sing some song and natural blocks trim cut off him locks them on. And you know what I mean needless to say <laughs> the direction that he, that he was shooting for it didn't work out. And after that we didn't hear anything from natural blocks. You see me am say? And I've seen it I'm seeing it right now with tons of artists. A number of artists right now in in other in in other reggae dancer world, like, what sense does it make? What sense does it make to work so hard to carve out a fan base and carve out your brand and your brand image? You know, when reggae music forever comes to mind, already people know. People people know what reggae music is. Uh, reggae music forever is about. People know what reggae talk podcast is about, because I've worked. Many years to carve out my brand in, image and my brand, my position in the market. I know you come with something else. No. In another light, in another light, again, artists usually say, "Yo, you can't box me in." But some some artists, some artists, their rebranding effort is usually futile. Usually futile because whatever you're singing. If you use to sing conscious music, I know you I know you sing slackness and badness, <laughs> bro, you're just not believable. You know what I mean? You're just not believable, and whenever, whenever, whenever people hear that like a slackness and badness, they, they're probably gonna skip your music. And the growth, the growth that you think you are gonna achieve. You might not achieve that goal. You might and you might not. You see me I say. But I think there is I think there's a way. I don't know, peeps. Let me I don't what do you guys think? Is is there like a medium? Um is there like a median? Is there a way to finish it? Because I don't think you can start yeah sing righteousness for seven years, six years or whatever, and all of a sudden you start saying badness now you know, and start to move a certain way and, you know what I mean, and this and that and this and that. You know what I mean? So, <clears throat> that's, this is just my perspective. What do you guys think? What do you guys think about this? Is there a way to finesse it where the artist is taken serious? Or the artist should just stay in his lane? You know what TJ say You know you go woo oh, nah lane me oh, no nah boy can you know what I say and I'm gonna tell you I for one one thing with me <clears throat> and this is I mean outside of talk and outside of social media one thing with me people I stay in my own goddamn lane I stay in my own lane Because if I choose to go into another lane. Then I'm just not going to be myself. (laughs) I'm just not going to be myself. And I'm going to compromise. You see, when it comes to integrity. And values that mean a lot to me. And principles that mean a lot to me. So as an artist. I think every artist is supposed to have. Some kind of. Guiding principles or values and so forth, if you plan to stay around for a long time, that's just my opinion. However, if you're just trying to make as much money as possible as fast as you can and you don't care about longevity, school values, you got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? Everyone has a different outlook. Some people are just here to just go for the home run. Meanwhile, people are here for the singles and the doubles. And I don't know if you guys follow, understand the baseball. You know what I mean? For the inside the park home run. <laughs> yeah, man. But peeps, let me know what you guys think about this. There's nothing wrong with going to plan A, B, and C. But you got to be careful because... Some people do not recover. Big up, big up, everybody. This is Reggae Music Forever from Reggae Talk Podcast. I want to say big respect to everybody who's been checking out our movement. You know what I mean? Um, I want you guys to expect some informal reggae talk or reggae chat. You know, I'm going to be doing something called informal recordings about, you know, pretty much Anything that comes to mind as it relates to reggae, dance, uh, Jamaican culture and so forth. You know, those of you guys who follow my stories, usually hear my random card talks and stuff like that. And people been telling me like, yo, you know, what I mean, take this to another level, you know. Yeah, man. So we're try something new. It's me say people. Uh, what else before I get into anything? Yeah, man. Big up V Monroe. Big up V Monroe big up for real the realists you see v Moreau was the one that said yo listen you need to start doing some stuff on anchor, anchor is actually a dope dope app on ting onting Sam she walked me through it and here I am yeah man. so on that note I don't know if you guys been following our weekly interview sessions series rather big up all the artists who's been tw- who's been Pulling up the Reggae Talk Live every Friday, 10 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Reggae Music Forever account. Yamon. Yeah, this this past Friday we had a uh, Devin the Doctor. Yeah man, Devin the Doctor was on Reggae Talk Live. I must say that was that interview was amazing. Amazing, amazing. Yeah man. So those of you guys who pull up for Devin the Doctor interview, Devin shed some light on a few things and you know i've been thinking definitely been thinking about those things that because you know i think it was he made some points that i found very profound right all right so i'm going to touch on one particular point devin said that the yesteryear artists the 90s artists did not set a good foundation for the nowadays artists, you it may I say, and you know I thought it was pretty profound, you know, and I heard Gage, Gage was on was on a nightly fix interview, maybe about two three years ago, and he said the same thing. You know, Devin said the the yesteryear artists are always you know saying this and that about the nowadays artists, and he felt that they didn't set any good foundation, and then he went deeper. Devin said that the majority the majority of the producers from from the uh that era they're all pretty well off or, or they're all comfortable, you know, living uptown or overseas or wherever they're at, you know. Meanwhile many of the artists many of the artists them from the nineties or the previous generation, the majority of them are struggling. You know, Devin say, oh, listen, he respect many of those artists, but they're not inspire him because all they did was take, take, take from the industry and they didn't build, them never build, you know? And I thought that was very, very, very interesting. So I said, what can you attribute that to? Devin said that uh, the producers, you know, who were predominantly, many of the producers from Town? you know, them come from uptown. So they had access to good education and so forth. You see me I say? So I kind of like gave him a, a next perspective. I say, yo, Devin, men minor artists and artists, the majority of them, them come from the ghetto. So many of them didn't even have a grade six, a grade six education. All they knew how to do was just to, was just to DJ, you see me? I say, DJ or sing or whatever, they didn't have access to a good education, so you can't really to blame them, Monday. You see me? I say, so Devin, I say, yo, okay, you can't blame them. The, the producers manipulated them, you know. Didn't teach them about copyright, publishing, and all of them thing. What about the artists who made it when they got out of the out of the um the water, the deep, rather? And they made it, you know, they became big time. Why didn't they build production houses? You see me I say? Why didn't they build production, Um, record labels, massive record labels, especially back in them time when, when, when dance hall had a lot of traction on the international end, you know, when dance hall had a lot of leverage and so forth. You see me I say? And then, and then he went further, him say, oh, big up the Marlies. I'm saying yo, the legacy, their legacy is there. He kept bigging up Bounty Killer because Bounty Killer both artists on stage. You know, I think he didn't really want to get into the whole The whole uh He, he didn't want to he was He was treading lightly You see what I say But I think what What he wanted to say was that Big up Bounty Killer but Bounty Killer never built no record label You see what I'm say And I thought that was interesting you know, why weren't these artists from back in the days focusing on building these powerhouses, record labels? That way, we can be self-sufficient. You see what i For example, um, I remember in one interview, Vibes Cartel said that dancehall music is the most powerful music out reggae music but all we lack is is uh an industry you see man say all we lack is an industry so man said again why when we why when our music was really moving our artists didn't have the insights to build our thing on a certain level where we can distribute our thing and we can market our thing you know man say i thought that was very profound And and back to what I was saying earlier about Gage. Gage said the same thing on a nightly fix interview. Gage said, yo, the older artists, all they do is bash, is bash us, and you know what I mean. I say, we're pretty much out here fending for ourselves. We are fending for ourselves. We we don't have no label. We don't have this, we don't have that. What were you guys doing back in the days? You know. So peeps, what do you guys think about that? You know what I'm saying? Like, a next thing, too, that I thought was pretty, you know, that I thought was pretty interesting, we started talking about uh, the word Protégé protégé, uh, situation over there at at RCA. Protégé, with those of you guys who are not following, Protégé actually secured some uh, deal, label deal with his indignation, independent label, he kind of secured a label deal with, with RCA Records and brought along his, his two uh, artists, Savannah and Lila Ike. You see me I say? So I guess pretty much what they're gonna do is use their machine. Is use their machine to push indig material and I guess the marketing and the promotion and kind of put them on a bigger a bigger platform, so to speak. Yeah. But again. Again, what took place? Name some big artists. Let's go back back in the days. What about a shabaranks <laughs> A shabaranks I know all these artists who you know who won Grammys and stuff like that. I know shabaranks had like an artist deal with with some U.S. label. Beanie Man had an artist deal with U.S. labels and so forth. Why them never build for them thing? Why they didn't build their thing? It's 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 twenty thirty years. Imagine imagine. imagine if they would have built their record labels you know and you never know you never know maybe maybe those labels would have blossomed into powerhouses right now you know what i mean so i mean that was just that was pretty very very profound and let me know do you guys think the Yesteryear artists did a good job at building in the industry or all they did was take from the industry. You see me I say Devin said he took two years off from music to learn the business of music to learn the ins and outs of music and he's focused on carving out a lane for himself. He's not focused on putting out disposable music. All he's all he's concerned about is carving out a fan base and catering to that fan base and taking things step by step by step. Meanwhile, he's improving his his uh knowledge of the music business and becoming becoming a uh, a mainstay not only locally, but internationally. And Eventually building his own label where he's going to be honing the craft, honing his craft and, and, you know, artists that join his label and pretty much building the industry. And I thought that was amazing because you don't really hear, you don't really hear young artists talk about, talk about, you know, music on a macro level. It's usually more like on a smaller scale, you know. You know what I mean? I thought that was very, 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 very commendable. He's And selfless because he's not talking about only building himself. He's talking about building the industry. So that was just a thought, peeps. Let me know what you guys think. See me i Yeah, man. I actually like this interview.